everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Do you ever wonder how Christians should think about government? Sometimes talking about politics or taxes can get pretty dicey. Some of us are really passionate about our political views, while others intimidated. It can be a foreign subject. In today's Devo, Melissa, who's actually a dear spiritual leader in my life, said, As a teenager, I was often on the wrong side of the law and my mother's rules. I attended and threw a few unauthorized, and albeit illegal, parties when she'd go out of town. Which begs the question Romans 13 answers. How should Christians think about the law and following it, or said differently, the government? Remember, we always want to interpret Scripture with Scripture. We do this by asking what other relevant passages or verses might say about the topic at hand. And I was reminded of Daniel 2, verses 20 through 21. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. When I read these verses, I'm reminded no one becomes king or gets any leadership position in the government on accident. God is in control. Nothing happens without his permission. And while we may not always agree with every political leader, past or present, we have to remember that ultimately our king, the one who holds all things together, King Jesus, he's on his throne. Additionally, Romans 13 helps us understand how the government can actually be God's provision for us. It can be easy for us to wonder where God's justice is whenever it seems like all the injustices of society are running rampant. One commentator reminds us that God, forbidding the Christian from taking vengeance, might lead us to think he's letting evildoers have their way in the world. But not so, says Paul. For God, through governing authorities, is even now inflicting wrath on evildoers. That's justice. In this regard, laws and the consequences that ensue if we break them are an example of God's provision for and protection of us. Throughout Scripture, we see God establish three institutions. The family, that's Genesis 2, the civil government, Genesis 9, and the church, Acts 2. There's a lot we could talk about here, so for time's sake, we've linked a helpful sermon in the episode's description. Additionally, in Romans 13, Paul talks about taxes. And for most people, taxes aren't our favorite. I mean, in Jesus' day, tax collectors were hated. Most people viewed taxes as an injustice. Think back to the book of Matthew. Matthew, the book's author, was a hated tax collector. But Jesus welcomed him in as one of his disciples. Jesus even went so far as to command believers to give the government what we owe in return for the services they provide. We see that in Mark 12. Now, that same commentator I mentioned earlier also pointed out that some Christians argue like this. Since the government uses my tax money for purposes that are contrary to God's will, I don't want to support evil by paying taxes. A lot of people in Jesus' day didn't support or agree with the Roman government, But Jesus came out flatly in favor of paying taxes and led his disciples in doing so, even though the Roman government he paid crucified him. Likewise, Paul here urges Christians to pay tribute or pay taxes to a foreign ruler and to pay revenue tax, which is referred to as revenue or custom in many translations. For us today, think the IRS. 
pay tribute, and pay revenue tax. He commanded his readers to respect or fear those in positions of high authority because of their office, if not just for personal reasons. He called us to honor all who serve the public in civil service positions. But just because we're called to honor those serving in official positions does not mean believers must agree with everything they do or say. So what should we do when we disagree? First and foremost, we should pray for our leaders. In fact, even if we agree with them, we should pray. But secondly, as our lead pastor Blake points out in the sermon linked in the description, if you live in America, you can vote for a strong economy through fair taxation. The government has a right to tax people and corporations, but it must do so fairly and not show partiality to special interest groups. It should consider every individual. We can vote for religious liberty, the common good of all people, The Lord expects the government to protect the rights of individual citizens and calls us to have compassion on the immigrant. Additionally, we can and should voice our convictions. We have the opportunity to contact those who are in leadership and voice what it is we believe. We shouldn't sit silently. We can speak up for religious liberty and the protection of the church. That's a privilege not every country gives their citizens. And lastly, we can volunteer. We can volunteer to support candidates who hold to biblical principles and biblical convictions, and some of us should volunteer to run for office. Someone listening right now should probably run for their school board, maybe even run in their city election. Run for office. We can fall into this trap of pointing at the government and saying, it's their problem. Look at all that's happening out here. Why aren't they doing anything about it? Meanwhile, we've got the opportunity to run or to speak up. We need more men and women representing believers in city governments and in local elections. Maybe God's calling you. Blake has a lot more helpful insights, and again, you can find those in the sermon linked below. I don't know what God's calling you to do, but at the very least, I know that all of us should be praying for our leaders. And today, as I spent time in Romans 13, I was convicted. I don't pray for them enough. Spend some time today praying about how God might have you live differently in light of what we read in Romans 13. And I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.